Hi there, it's Jerry and Jim Tobin from the future. <laughs> when we recorded this week's show, Vice President Biden had not yet announced his pick for his running mate on the 2020 ticket. So we'll discuss that much anticipated choice in next week's segment of housing developments. But for now, um, we think we have a real interesting show for you. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Today's headline, Jim Tobin works all weekend with the president to get out executive orders and presidential memorandums. So how was your weekend, Jim? Well, it was busy, uh, but we had uh, we were we were very very pleased to see uh, see the pre- the fruit of our labors, and the president put out a series of four executive orders that range from ex- extended and expanded uh, unemployment insurance to a payroll tax cut to more importantly an eviction moratorium for federally backed uh, federally backed properties. So it, it was a, a busy weekend, but of course the real story was. Congress failed to act. They couldn't come to a deal. Both sides retrenched. The president had to step in and fill the void. Well, I'll tell you, I, I have gotten uh, texts and, and uh, phone calls from you on Friday nights before, but usually that involves bail and too much to drink. <laughs> so getting them from you this Friday was, was interesting since I think we, uh, we had uh, anticipated Congress being out on uh, their August recess. But Jim, I want to give you and your team some props. I mean, we sent communications over to all of the people we have relationships with in the White House, asking for the executive order on evictions to be limited to federal, uh, federally backed housing, to include assistance for landlords, and the executive order says just that. You and I both know, because we talked this weekend, none of the other housing advocacy groups were fighting for those things, and, and I think it's a, uh, a real uh, tip of the hat to you and your team. Well, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, what we really need to find out uh, is kind of the next steps here. And we'll be working with HUD, uh, the HHS secretary, as well as the White House as they work through the uh, the executive order and identify the pots of money that uh, they can they can earmark for uh, rental assistance that can that can go to landlords and our property owners, and and also working through the eviction moratorium. Look, no one wants to put anybody on the streets, but the eviction moratorium is a is a blunt instrument, but it's it's got to work for everybody, not only the renters and tenants but also making sure the property owners can continue to pay their mortgages on the properties and more importantly, keep up with the maintenance uh, and keep these uh, safe, decent, affordable homes for, uh, for everybody. So we're excited about uh, what the president uh, was able to do uh, through executive order. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I mean, you know, I, I guess I'm old school enough that I really wish that our elected leadership in both chambers and on both sides of the aisle would take a look out in the hinterlands and see that the American people are dying for bipartisan leadership right now. And I just wish they'd get something done. But if they can't, we go back to just what we had to deal with in the Obama administration. Uh, we'll do it again here. And that is leadership by executive order. It's, it's not what the founding fathers envisioned, I don't think. No, definitely not. I mean, in, in, you know, I came to Washington in, in 1995. You, you predated me by, by a decade or more. And I, I can't think of a time. You know, I came in, Gingrich and the Republicans had just taken over uh, then, and you thought Congress was divided back then. Uh, I, I can't think of a, of a time in, in my 25 years now in Washington that, that it's, been, it's been this ugly, where, where both sides are retrenched and aren't doing the business of the American people. I agree. Hey, the second memorandum, which cuts the uh, unemployment, uh, extra unemployment benefit 
from six hundred to four hundred dollars. Uh, that that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, once again, you, you've got you've got the pull of of whether or not there are millions of Americans that continue to be out of work, and and we need to keep the social safety nets there for them. In fact, those social safety nets, whether it's the twelve hundred dollar payments that came earlier uh, in the spring or this uh, expanded unemployment benefits, have helped keep people paying their mortgages and paying their rents. I think it's important. However, the double-edged sword is that there's a lot of people, and I know some of them personally, uh, who've who've declared oh, the 600 bucks a week is great. I'm not going to even bother looking for a job or I'm not even going to go back to work. I'm making more than I was uh, in my reg- in, in, you know, before I got, I got laid off. I've heard the same thing, Jim. And, and in fact, when we talk, and we're going to talk again a little bit about lumber prices in a minute, I know that people in the lumber mills are saying that some of their employees won't come back to work because they're making more money on the dole right now than they were working. So I think this was a smart thing to do. Agreed. Agreed. Get, get, help people pay their bills and stay stay afloat, but incentivize them to get back into the workplace. That's what we need. We need to add more people, especially in the construction sector, the lumber sector. So I think it is a smart move, and, and hopefully they'll be able to, to, to follow through on that. And then um, what have you heard? What do you think about this tax deduction um, from the payroll tax? I got to tell you, as a tax lawyer, this doesn't sound right to me. You know, I think the president does have some power here to to delay the collection of the payroll or the employer, the, the employer piece of the payroll tax. However, it's only truly going to be a tax cut for American workers if the payroll tax actually is forgiven, right? It's just a deferral. So any any business out there who wants to consider giving their employees a tax break because that's what President Trump has given, I don't think we could, we, we should, that's a good idea right now because at, at the best case scenario, uh, it'll be forgiven. That takes an act of Congress. You're still going to have a divided Congress no matter what happens, whether President Trump wins re-election or not, whether the Democrats take control of the Senate or not, you're still going to have to have a congressional action on this. I think it's, it's, it's a reach right now. Uh, it sounds good, but, but the devil's really in the details on this one. Businesses are going to be on the hook to pay that if they if Congress doesn't act. So why 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 put the money out the door if you're any, the bill's going to come due in January? Yeah, and then I, the last one is uh, is less of interest to our members and their businesses, but maybe to their families. It uh, uh, defers student loan payments through the end of the year and forgives their interest. I got to tell you, when I was uh, in college and in law school, I had student loans. Uh, they were never deferred, and my interest wasn't forgiven. But God bless them, I guess, if it's going to happen. Yeah, same thing. You know, I paid that, that 15-year VIG every month, you know, 130 bucks, I think it was, and, you know, paid for my education, just like, uh, like many Americans, like you said. So, you know, I, we got to help people out. But by the same token, I think you value the, the experience of, of helping to pay for your own education. That's going to set you down the road for your career. So, oh Yeah, well. I think, Jim, we need to talk a little bit again, even though we touched on it in, in our last uh, episode. Uh, on lumber prices. I know that uh, many of our members are getting very, very concerned, not only about the price of their lumber, but the availability of their lumber. And um, I think that this is uh, an issue um, that really stems from the shutdown of the economy in the spring. um, And the lumber mills uh, obviously shut down like everybody else. And as, as we talked about in terms of this unemployment benefit, they're having a hard time getting their people to come back to work, number one. Uh, and number two, and we've seen this before with them, 
Uh, they really do like to squeeze production as slow as possible and get those prices as high as they can. So uh, our members, uh, we, we hear you. Uh, we've taken action. Uh, we've uh, sent a letter to uh, Secretary of Commerce Ross, who was very, very helpful last time lumber prices spiked, and we're hopeful that he'll do the same thing. But we've taken it even a step further this year, right, Jim? That's right. We also sent a letter on Friday. You sent a letter to the president uh, to, to basically directing, <laughs> directing him to uh, get his, his administration in, in gear, both from a trade perspective. Remember, we still have an outstanding Canadian softwood lumber agreement with Canada and tariffs there. But more importantly, let's get the let's get the domestic producers. And the simple message was, you're going to kill the goose that's with the golden eggs, right? Right now, housing is the bright spot in the economy, uh, adding many points to GDP. We're doing our part, uh, but lumber prices are going to are going to slow it down and and make housing even more unaffordable. Uh, so we need the president to act here. I agree, and uh, Mr. President, if you're listening, Jim said my letter directed you to do that. I really just was asking you, sir, but I'm asking you pretty please. <laughs> It'd be very helpful to uh, for our members. That's right. You know, it's interesting that lumber is, is, is getting to be an issue again right as we get into hurricane season, too. That's uh, a, a difficult time often um, as these storms come into play. Uh, lumber becomes scarcer, particularly plywood and, and, and OSB, and um, it's something that we're uh, using to help convince the administration and the industry to do more if they can. It's interesting already this year, they've had more named storms this early than they've had ever before. Uh, and I know that the National Hurricane Center is, is, is very, very concerned that this could be a very active year. Fortunately, um, hurricane and then tropical storm Isaias uh, didn't do too awful much damage. It could have been a whole lot worse, but we're watching it, and I want the members to know that NEHB has converted uh, one of our field representatives into a position of a disaster relief specialist. We have an excellent opportunity for you all to take advantage of that if, in fact, uh, the storms come to your area, and we will be there to help you in any way we can. Jim, anything more uh, about FEMA or anything that's going on that we know about in advance of hurricane season? No, I think this industry is always relied upon to, to help rebuild communities. We are the professionals. Uh, and as you said, Jerry, we're, we're our, our public affairs team is always there to help with, with PSAs and make sure that, that people are using reputable builders uh, with community ties. Uh, you know, it's sad when these events come through. There's always some shysters out there that are trying to do, uh, uh, make a quick buck on, on people's misery. But uh, it's important for this industry to be, be prepared to combat these storms and, and remind people uh, that we build the, the, the strongest, best homes in the world, and uh, we stand, stand ready to, to link arms and get through any of these disasters. I agree. Um, listeners, if in fact a storm is heading to your area, uh, the person to reach out to at NHB is Jonathan Falk, F-A-L-K. Uh, that's jfalk at nhb.org. So Jim, what are you expecting now uh, up on the hill uh, with respect to more legislation? Are they going to stay in until they get a deal? What's the story? Technically, both chambers are in, but they're kind of, but most members have gone home. They're, they're all subject to return in a 24-hour notice, either by McConnell uh, or Pelosi. Uh, I just don't know. No talks happened over the weekend uh, since they broke down on Friday afternoon, uh, and nothing's been scheduled so far for, the, for, for this week. 
the hope is that I, my hope is that the executive orders put pressure back on the Democrats to come back to the table and, and craft a deal. There is a deal to be had on everything. And what's even more infuriating is the things that we're focused on, whether it is a congressionally approved rental assistance program or a, a, an expansion of the PPP program for our, our state and local associations who badly need a replacement of their, of their revenues, helping spec builders uh, get access to the, the PPP program state and local funding to make sure that we don't see property taxes rise or, or, or impact fees rise. All of these things are tied up uh, at the top because they can't agree on these top line numbers. So my, my fear is uh, we are now one week away from the beginning of the presidential uh, conventions. Uh, Joe Biden goes first next week with a, a virtual convention. He's going to name his running mate this week. Uh, and then the Republicans follow on right after where President Trump will accept the nomination again for uh, to run for a second term. So we're going to lose time here, which I think puts any kind of coronavirus legislation in the September timeframe. Uh, of course, September means continuing resolution to fund the government. It's just a mess right now. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It really is. Any uh, predictions on who the vice presidential nominee is going to be? Uh, no, no predictions. Uh, you've, you've heard Elizabeth Warren still in the mix, uh, Congresswoman Karen Bass, uh, you've got Senator Kamala Harris uh, still out there. So th there's a variety of, of choices. He's got some great, great qualified women to choose from. And I'm sure he'll make one that hopefully it's, it, it's one that, that balances the ticket and provides Joe Biden with a, a running mate he's got confidence in. So, so we'll see. Should hopefully know in the next few days. Housing developments. This is Jerry Howard and Jim Tobin. Saying thanks a lot and see you soon. See you soon.